0: Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez.
1: Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is, you guessed it, your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. How is everybody doing today? And before we get started with today's magical and whimsical guest, guys, I want to thank you all for subscribing to our show. If you're new, if you're a music lover, we invite you to give us a rating. Subscribe, whether it's on Spotify, on iTunes. As you know, those things help us a lot. They keep us going, and we really appreciate your support, guys. Now... Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, wow, dramatic, dramatic, soaring vocals, powerful voice, feverish, strange presence, incredible songwriting, guys. And she just released an album that is going to leave critics buzzing this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Mackenzie Shivers joins J Rod Concerts, the podcast. Her third full length album, Rejection Letter, is out now, came out in April. And guys, give it a listen because. This is a song that was born out of the chaos of 2020. It was actually written um, in, uh, in Cape Cod and Woodstock, New York, recorded as well. And it is, it is a doozy, guys. Ten songs that will make you have all the feels, that will make you, you know, not only with beautiful imagery here that Mackenzie has provided, like with just an incredible soundscape, a uh, reminiscent of Kate Bush, you know, with just incredible guitar work, the whole thing. But songwriting that will actually inspire you to have breakthroughs, to make sure that you see life challenges as something that is to be used for our advantage. It is an incredible, powerful, powerful record, guys. You guys are going to love it. We thank Mackenzie for sharing her story, her album with us. You know, she's been a model. She's been an actress, an incredible talent. Based in Queens, born in Tampa, just absolute delight to talk to her about her masterpiece, which was called Symphonic and Sung with Honey Death by Autumn Roses and which critics are loving. It's it's as simple as that, guys. Uh, we, so we, we invite you guys to listen to Rejection Letter. If you want to find out more about Mackenzie Shivers, and you shall, I recommend it, check out MackenzieShivers.com. Without further ado, guys, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hello.
0: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you and see you, Mackenzie Chivers. Okay. Look at you.
0: Hi. I can hear and see you, Jamie.
1: Wow. Look at that beautiful plant. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's so that natural. Keep
0: things that uh, you know spruced up working from home, COVID times.
1: I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so, Mackenzie. Well, welcome. You know, I have to tell you first of all, Mackenzie, what an album. That you oh, have unleashed you. on the world rejection letter like let's start with that because I can't hold it what a unbelievable <laughs> album
0: thank you so much that, that means a lot to me it really really does I'm very excited about it
1: absolutely as you should be I mean look we love all your stuff I mean we love uh the ne- you know the Neverland and the unkindness you know your three piece even your holiday stuff we love oh, but this you. one but this one I, I we've played it to death I mean I we just love it I I, I think you did something special I can't see personally here thank
0: with you. this one. Uh, I, that really means a great deal to me um, because I, I, it was a very special process making it and I'm just really thrilled with how it came out, so that, that does mean a great deal to me. Absolutely,
1: so let me just quickly introduce you to my audience, Mackenzie. Obviously you're a wonderful and accomplished composer, singer, songwriter, you've done some modeling in your past, a little bit of acting, yeah. so you've done a little bit of everything, played it, played to audiences all over the world in Japan. Many mm-hmm. countries, international tour, and uh, people can order your album at uh, MackenzieShivers.com and follow you on Instagram at NYKenzie as well.
0: Yes, that's exactly right.
1: So yeah, I mean Mackenzie. So let's start with this. I mean, as one is, as one is listening to to your album, Rejection Letter, look the music quality, your vocals, the songwriting is obvious. But one of the biggest takeaways I think is the message that comes across of resilience, right? Like overcoming. Adversity and and that kind of thing. was this album, Mackenzie, you know, almost your most gratifying to get across the finish line?
0: Uh, yes, that it, it was. And I will tell you I had what I thought was going to be the album written before the pandemic hit. So in February, 2020, I had a group of songs that I thought I was like, this is going to be the record. This is it. I had plans to go down to Richmond, Virginia, to record at a studio that has this amazing grand piano. We were going to do the whole thing live. And it was going to be a very like more live raw rock and roll feel with the band. And I was super excited about it. And then, you know, our lives all, all changed and shifted. And I ended up writing a batch of new songs in quarantine and had all these new ideas for the album and I felt even more strongly about making it I think that um making art is important but we wanted to obviously make sure to do it safely you know it's important to make but not to like risk your life necessarily to make it so um That's like the conversation that Kevin Salem, who produced this with me and I had of like, how do we do this, but make sure everybody's safe and um, comfortable and and excited about it. So we decided to um, record it in a very different fashion than we would have, which was um, starting out with me putting down all the piano and vocals by myself and guitar, and then layering everything on top of it. And uh, it just felt kind of like representative of of the times, you know, albums are always like a slice of time and a moment in time. And so I think uh, this felt appropriate, I guess.
1: Yeah, totally. And I, I love how you're, you know, like saying it, you know, with the uh, hindsight of time, how everything worked out. But at that moment, February 20th of last year, uh, late, early March, that whole time frame, was it hard? Was it like, you know, realizing that you had these plans, you had this theme in your head, it was kind of like moving forward and then kind of like get the rug pulled out of, under your knees?
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I will say though, I, I was disappointed. I mean, I, you know, a lot of artists had, you know, big plans for 2020 and I had plans to record a record, but I also had been touring a lot and, um, playing a lot of shows and kind of on this, uh, a bit of a hamster wheel, of just kind of go, 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 go. And so, um, I actually already in my head had planned on taking a bit of a a pause kind Mm. of uh, in 2020, or or I told myself like, I want to focus on making a record, but otherwise I think I should, I want to slow down a little bit and um, be mindful of what I'm choosing to do with my time, what I'm choosing to make with my time. So yes, in one way I felt like the rug got pulled up, you know, out from under me as it did with all of us. But at the same time, I felt very, fortunate in that it's not like I did have a huge tour planned for 2020 that had to get canceled because I, right. you know, I kind of just done a touring schedule. And so mm-hmm. I did feel very fortunate actually. In okay, that way. good,
1: good. So yeah. it was easier for you to just pick up New York and go to Cape Cod.
0: Yeah, 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 it was. I mean, I, I was like, okay, I, I just played a big show in New York and it was kind of um, this show that. Sort of uh, represented the end of the unkindness release cycle, my last record. And so I just played that like days before.
1: Mm. And
0: um, I can't believe that timing in retrospect. Poetic. (laughs) Yeah, almost kind of poetic. Yeah, really. And I remember kind of at that show afterwards talking to friends and family and us kind of talking about, oh, this COVID thing, like, do we think it seems like this might be kind of serious? And it was just starting to like really become a, a thing over here in the states mm. at that time and I remember I'll never forget that
1: unbelievable but tell me a little bit about Cape Cod because I, I spent a couple summers there when I was growing up Hyannis I, I love that yeah. area yeah, um, yeah. so Beautiful. just yeah just tell us a little bit about like your mindset as you were driving there you picked up your guitar living this you know New York which everyone was you know scared of big cities at, at that point in time and just like were you excited were you nervous like what was like your mindset there going to Cape Cod?
0: Um, I was both. I, I was excited and nervous. We um, have really dear friends who live up in Cape Cod, and so at the time, they invited us as like, oh, you know, come come hang out up here for a week while everybody figures everything out. Um, so my my husband and I were like, cool, yeah, like that sounds fun. We'll we'll pack a bag and grab my guitar and go up to Cape Cod for a week. And then we went up there and we slowly realized all of us, there were four of us there together. We were all kind of like, okay, I think maybe this is going to be like a long-term thing. Right. Where that we was, all that was when they here. told us
1: to like hide for two weeks because it'll get better in two weeks. Right.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. And so we were like, okay, cool. And then we, we were like, I think maybe we might be here for a while. Um, and so we ended up being there for three months and um, it was, it was wild just because all of a sudden my life looked completely different i was in a completely different place completely different pacing um i would wake up in the morning and look at the ocean and and look at the birds and how the light would change over the water and it was so beautiful and um it just felt like very comforting in a time that was very chaotic so i i will always feel very fortunate. To have had that experience and kind of have that be a sanctuary during definitely. that time
1: beautiful visual and especially when you realize you had your the guitar that your great-grandmother uh was given by your father
0: yes yes so
1: you know you had this juxtaposition with time just really crazy uh kind of visual there i like it
0: definitely yeah time is a, f- a funny thing um especially this past year it's right yeah feels definitely. feels different than it ever has to me
1: that's great, Mackenzie. before we get to the new songs, um, I'm curious about your songwriting because, look, it's been said before yeah, about your piano and how you started playing instruments at a young age. But, you know, not a lot written about your songwriting. Uh, your songwriting, your your first baby steps into it. And you're such a great songwriter. Thank you. So I'm curious how it came into you. Were you into poetry? Like, were you in school? How did it come to you?
0: Um, it came to me when I was very young, when I was like four i think is when i i wrote like a little a little tune on the piano with words and um i remember i wrote it about like a a good friend of mine and it was just you know the lyrics were like you know natalie's my best friend and she's nice and (laughs) she's kind and you know kind of one of those one of those songs um not much on
1: the the radio right now on top 40 fair.
0: fair enough fair enough so that was um that, I just remember that very, very well, that being um, the first song I wrote and not really thinking much of it, just being a kid and just kind of expressing myself, I guess, in yeah. that way. Um, and I was drawn to the piano when I was very little. And so it just kind of, I don't know, I feel like music just kind of presented itself to me when I was very young. And then I studied music in college. I was a composition mm-hmm. major. Yeah and studied classical um, music on classical piano and voice. And um, then I kind of took like a hiatus when I moved to New York City because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to pursue it as a career or not. And um, then I read this book called Girls Like Us. I don't know if you know it, but it chronicles the lives of Joni Mitchell and Carly mm-hmm. Simon and Carol King. And Perfect. I read this book and I was kind of like listening to their music as I was reading it, um, almost like my own little like study, study guide. And um, I started writing a bunch of songs. I just got like very inspired by that. And wow. um, it just kind of found me again, I guess, music. And I, I really haven't stopped since that was in like 2013. Um, so I've been writing music again ever since then.
1: I love it. Unbelievable. So, you know, I'm fascinated by this process because I'm not an artist, Mackenzie. So when you're, when you're going to songwrite, are you like, do you tell your husband and do you tell your family, all right, guys, I am going to lock myself in the Cape Cod cabin or in New York, my home office from nine to five, phones off, nobody bother me, see you at five. Or is it more like when inspiration strikes on the subway, wherever?
0: It is definitely the latter. And it's funny you mentioned the subway because um, that happens a lot on the subway. Uh, I guess I haven't taken the subway much you know, in the past year, but pre-COVID, um, I would get a lot of ideas on the train. I think there's something about like being in motion because this happens sometimes when I'm in the car mm. or even on an airplane. I, I don't know what it is, but I'll get um, a lot of lyrical ideas and I'll just jot them down on my phone. Um, but it's definitely... M- I, I feel like I get kind of like the tap on the shoulder of um, I always say that Tori Amos calls it the muses of mm. like, okay, there's a song. Uh, I kind of like feel, feel it coming. And so if I'm near a piano I'll go, or my guitar, oh, I'll that's great. pick up the guitar, go to the piano and it usually kind of manifests itself. But um, I would like to, I would like to also be able to just like say, I'm going to sit down and write a song today, but it usually doesn't happen
1: like that. I love that. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I love it, Mackenzie. Great story. Yeah. I can just see you in a packed subway pre-COVID, you know, people in chaos, Whole Foods groceries, and you're like, there's a song. Yeah. I, 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 just, I, just like, I just like the visual.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I can't explain it, but that's, that's how it happens a lot.
1: Oh, the best. All right, let's talk about a few of your songs. Look, I could talk about the whole album, but we don't have time, so let, let's just pick a few random, but they're all so great. It's people, I mean, it's a whole story, the whole thing. Thank let's you. start with, um, okay, let's start with Afraid. Right. Because, uh, you know, fears of global warming, of course, bringing a child into a world that, you know, we we have that fear that, like, are we destroying it? Is it even going to be there for them? Um, Tell me a little bit about the way that piano brings the album into into focus, your vocals and then like the message behind it.
0: Um, Great question. So afraid. I, like, I liked starting the record with Afraid because it kind of introduces the core band throughout the song itself. So you start just with the piano and it's kind of, to me, it's sort of like this invitation, um, those first few piano notes and kind of giving you an idea of the, what the mood of the record's gonna be. Yeah. And then the vocals come in and then the drums hit, then the bass, then the strings come in. And so th- that's kind of the, the core, instrumentation of the record and the core band members. So um, I think that was one reason why I thought it would be fun or a, an appropriate way to start the record off was with Afraid. And then the message to um, fear, overcoming fear is a big uh, theme on the record and doing yeah, it even if you're afraid to do them.
1: Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, like. totally. And uh, I do want to talk about rejection letter but, but I, I can't, I have to ask you about Mess uh, because yeah. it, I mean, Obviously, I'm a guy, but but you really bring that uh, that sentiment to life in, in a, that urgency, that with that baseline, you know, w- with the chorus, um, you know, my drinks make me bold. Let's do this before I get old. I mean, brilliant lyric, Mackenzie. Unbelievable! What a song. Um, tell us a little bit about you know, was it easy to to write a song about the biological clock, and and, and did it just pour out of you the lyrics?
0: Um, it definitely just poured out of me. Uh, that's what happens a lot with songwriting for me personally is I feel like I'll be wrestling with something or something will be kind of in, in my brain kind of turning over or like, or even deeper in my psyche. And I haven't even, um, fully realized really like what's been going on and then it'll just come out in the the music. Um, so that definitely happened with this. And then I kind of realized like, oh yeah, this is, um, this is what the song is about. This is of me being in my 30s and, you know, trying to decide whether or not I wanna have a child and then deciding I do wanna have one and kind of um, coming to terms with that I'm a young person, but my biological clock is telling me that I'm not <laughs> in some ways, you know, I guess that's just one way to put it, mm. um, which is like a very weird thing to come to terms with and very difficult. Um, so yes, yeah, it was my first time writing um, something on that topic
1: yeah absolutely I, I mean not just you I think there's not a lot written about it and because it, it's not easy it can't be easy but you did it with such class and perfection it's a, it's a heck of a song
0: oh sure. thank you gosh that thank you that means a lot I appreciate it. I mean that. yeah
1: it's a tricky subject but you did it well Thanks. and um Rejection Letter love that love that song <laughs> and you. the reason we love it Mackenzie is you know when you go to places like whether it's the Country Music Hall of Fame here here in Nashville down the street or in Cleveland the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a lot of these people, they have the letters saying, thank you for applying, you know, maybe next time, you know, we we appreciate your consideration, you too, or we appreciate your consideration, <laughs> you know, Dolly Parton. <laughs> so love that story about you. Um, you, you know, uh, the comeback is better than the setback, if you will.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, it always, <laughs>
1: it always is. I mean, I, I mean, think about it, you know, uh, all the great movies are, you know, the hero suffer, suffers a setback and then comes back, but you, you gotta have this setback. So tell me a little bit about that moment when you got that grant rejection letter, where you crushed? It sounds like you, like it really hit you there.
0: It did. I was really crushed. I think because it's something that I really like poured myself into and I spent so much time on it. And I, you know, I had several people look over it with me. And I I put, you know, together something that I felt was like the best version of of what I could do. And I knew it was going to be very competitive. Um, I knew that going in, but I also really wanted it. And I as I applied to this grant, I kind of told myself like, it's okay to, it's okay to want something. Like it's okay Mm. to let yourself want something. It makes it harder if you get rejected, but also like it's important to be able to look at things and say, I want this. And I worked hard to try to get this and it's going to be tough if I don't get it. And I might not get it. You know, like a lot of people are in my same shoes in terms of applying for artistic grants or a lot of people put themselves out there and get those letters like you just described. And that's, it's crushing. I mean, that's really hard. So, um, it was tough, but I also knew it was like a very real big possibility, you know, that I wouldn't get uh chosen for that grant. So I just kind of like let myself feel those feelings and then dusted myself off and just said, okay, like onward. So that's kind of I how like that, that went. And
1: made one of 2021's best albums out of it. Oh, so
0: well thank you. There you go. gosh. So I worth that. every
1: second. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so you know that song definitely would not have come to fruition I if that letter hadn't, you know, been sent exactly. to me. So there we go. I should so be saying we thank win. you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Totally. There you go,
1: Mackenzie. Cool. It. Well, you, you've been so generous with your time, but I have to ask you about, you know, you mentioned a little bit of the great team that worked with you. I mean, you worked with Kevin Salem, you collaborated with him frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, you did uh, stuff with Oliver Krause, who's worked with Sia, with Adele, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Florence and the Machine, Yuka Tadano on base. How was it to do all of this with like Dropbox and <laughs> WeTransfer and it It just sounds like you guys were in the room together for a year. You guys did an amazing job there.
0: Uh, Well, thank you for saying that, because that was definitely the goal. Um, I think, you know, Yuka, bassist, bassist, extraordinaire Yuka and drummer extraordinaire Cody, Ron, um, we've played together for almost a decade. So I Mm. think that um, that's part of what you're hearing. You know, they... They know me and my music really well, and I know them really well. And so um, while I wasn't in the room with them tracking, I was actually over FaceTime able to kind of like give some feedback and notes, and I also just really trust them. So um, there's definitely a lot of trust there. Kevin Salem is just kind of a brilliant person, and so I also trust him, and he engineered everything, produced this, played electric guitar on it, and he just kind of like got it from the beginning.
1: Yeah, And
0: um, then Oliver Krause was a suggestion from Kevin, who had worked with Oliver several times. And I listened to some of his work and we knew we wanted a lot of cello and he's a cellist um, in addition to being an arranger, violist, violinist. So it just... I don't know. I think it, I think it was knowing some people for a long time and trust, a lot of trust.
1: Absolutely. So when you make that first like meeting, like with them and, you, and you're, you're going to share with them what's in your head, Mackenzie, is it, is it like, okay, guys, this is what's in my head. Help me facilitate what's in my head. Or is it more like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Help me like create it. Help me expand it.
0: That is an excellent question. Um, and usually it depends on the song. Usually it's a bit of both. Like sometimes I have a very clear idea of what I want and maybe I'll play some examples of other tracks or other, other artists, where I'm saying like, you hear like what the bass is doing here. I'm kind of hearing that. Or there might be a song where I'll just say, Oh, this is the vibe. Like I'm just hearing it like moody or, you know, um, or a big shift happening here and and we'll kind of like piece it together as a team. So um, it's definitely very collaborative. Mm. Uh, I think the process, I like seeing what people bring to the table. I just think that's really fun. I I like, you know, I'm not a drummer and I'm not a bassist. So I, you know, I can tell them my ideas but I also like trust, you know, their input and um, their talent and their sensibilities.
1: Amazing. Well, Mackenzie Shivers, you have said it all today. (laughs) What can I say? I mean, Rejection Letter just came out, guys. I mean, stream it, buy it, YouTube it, whatever. It is such a great album. Every song, the composition, Mm -hmm. the music, the songwriting, the messages are heartfelt. They make you feel like it's just a spectacular album. Congratulations, McKenzie.
0: Thank you, Jamie. It's been really fun talking with you, and um, I really appreciate it. Oh, also, quick note. You're from Florida, right?
1: i uh, yes you're from Tampa. so am i yeah <laughs> yes yes correct I did, I did see you're from tampa how yeah. long ago did you leave the tampa area
0: oh gosh um i went to school in nashville actually um in 2003 and then no graduated in 07 and came up to new york after that nice, yeah so it's been nice. a bit but i like where did you come visit. to school in nashville uh, i went to vanderbilt
1: vanderbilt Commodores. Very nice. Commodores, cool. exactly. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. at that. Look at that. And well, you're representing us, both Florida and Nashville. We're all over the world, Mackenzie. There, so. <laughs> there
0: we go. Love thank it. you.
1: Of course. So, you know, whenever you come back on tour, we'd love to connect. And thank you oh, so much for yeah. this album. It's been a pleasure. Oh,
0: thank you. It's been a
1: pleasure speaking with you. All right, Mackenzie. Take care. <laughs> you too.
0: You've been listening to J Rod Concerts the Podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.